Hey, I'm Phil. And I'm Chris. We are two dads who share one simple goal, to be better fathers to our kids. That involves more time together with our families, more books, more movies, more board games, and most importantly, more meals together. And if we're going to spend more meals together, we need to be better cooks. So this is us trying to figure that out. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. Oh, Phil, I had a kitchen substitution nightmare today. A little bit, Ooh. tiny bit. So you remember on the the apple cider chicken, you asked me about the the flour that I was using. It was some red mill rye. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's still the only flour that we have. So tonight was one of those, do we have leftover soup or, oh, what do we have? We got some chicken and... That's about it. So I was thinking that I could make some some crepes and substitute the rye. And that was generically okay. I started with uh, the filling. It's just smelled amazing. We always have chicken thighs. So I cooked a couple of chicken thighs and then I deglazed it with a, a little bit of wine. Mm-hmm. I, we didn't have any white. So I, I used a little bit of red to get those chicken bits up. And then uh, sauteed some onions, threw some spinach in it. It was going fantastic. I had my crepe batter ready to go. And I was making almost like a cheesy bechamel sauce. And again, all I had was the rye flour. It had a, a nice consistency at first. I, th- I think I'm going to blame the flour. The consistency just on the crepe batter killed me. That and I was using this new non-stick saute pan and I buttered that and it was just way too non-stick. <laughs> the batter was too thick and the pan was too non-stick. And Did the batter just like roll around? In the yeah, pan. It's, it's stuck to the spoon. And so like I I wasted a bunch at first trying that and then thinned it and tried it again and got some of the butter out and wasted some more. And all the while, my sauce was thickening. By the time I got my crepe batter to the appropriate like consistency, the white sauce that I had made was just chunky. So interesting. At least the filling tasted good. I'm not sure what I would do differently. Maybe, maybe timing, maybe try to thin the the sauce out a little bit more, not let it thicken as much. Maybe not use Uh, a rye with your crepes? Well, the rye actually worked. I had to thin it out a ton, but then it ended up working well and it had a nice flavor. It was just getting to that point was a little bit of struggle. Can you explain what a bechamel is? I genuinely don't know. I think it's one of the foundational French sauces. I couldn't name the rest of them, honestly, but it's a white sauce. It's really just buttermilk and flour. So it forms the foundation of a lot of other sauces. You melt butter and stir in a little bit of flour and you get like this paste mixture. And when that comes to a boil, you're pouring in warm milk and Hmm. then you're kind of stirring the whole thing consistently for a few minutes. And it's tricky. The consistency part of it, like nailing that is what I think is the trickiest. It's just like a nice uh, creamy white sauce. And it's a great foundation that you can then like build off of. Okay. So you're making crepes. Have I ever shown you my crepe video of when I flip a crepe in the pan? Without a I don't think I've seen that. No. It's like probably a year old and I'm probably more proud of it now than ever because crepes never get easier. Okay. I'm probably going to have to post and that one. That's going to gonna be posted somewhere. I'm sure. Right. It's pretty fun. I'll post it. Oh, I don't know. This week, maybe. Sure. I'll post it this week. So Phil, that was, that was my night. How, how's your day been? <laughs> Oh, my day's been pretty good. You know, we're prepping for the holidays. The family's been traveling this week. I'll catch up with them a little bit later. I've got to tie up some loose ends. 
here in the office. And yeah, kind of looking forward to a few days off for Thanksgiving and kind of looking forward to having some traditions and maybe making up, making some new new traditions as well. That's always kind of fun, kind of like figuring out what those traditions that your family has as opposed to kind of how you guys grew up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They do tend to change over time. At least mine have. How so? Well, Christopher, I have maybe a little bit of an interesting background with those Thanksgiving or holiday traditions. And maybe a good way to kind of set it all up is... Okay, you have two sons, so I wouldn't expect you to have ever seen the film. But there's this small little movie that came out a few years ago called Frozen. It was by this uh, little outfit production company called Disney. Like like an indie movie, right? Oh, yeah. Super indie. Yeah. Yeah, Super B-level. I think I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay, so it did fairly well and well enough at least to have a few spinoffs. And one of those spinoffs was this little short that they came out um, a year or two ago called Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Uh, It's basically about uh, Olaf, who is a snowman. And the premise of the film of the short is that he's he's sad because he doesn't have any family traditions in large part because he's a snowman. So he doesn't have any family. And uh, so so he's kind of feeling bad about himself. And so he, he goes on this big adventure to find the perfect tradition for himself. And as childish as that may seem, it actually kind of resonates with me because I, I had a mixed family growing up and my parents divorced when I was pretty young. I would often share my Thanksgivings. I would either spend you know, half the day with one family and the other half with the other, or after families moved apart from, from each other, I would, you know, just take turns and I would spend one Thanksgiving with this family and the next one with the other. And it kind of didn't really leave a whole lot of space for traditions. And so I I don't know if I I really have any, you know, we have like the eat turkey at two o'clock. That's like when everybody eats their Thanksgiving meal, which is odd, but I'm I'm not sure I understand that. Honestly, Molly and I were talking about that today. Yeah, it's totally a thing. Everybody does it. That that might be our tradition. Eat eat turkey at two o'clock and have some pumpkin pie, maybe try to watch some football. But I think the cool thing about this whole idea of traditions or the lack thereof is that we can kind of make them our own. Like we can create traditions for our our own families. It's not too late. You yeah. know, like we don't have to carry on what was passed down to us. And I know for some people that's probably super important and they want to do that. And that's great. But for the rest of us that didn't really have like these really amazing traditions, then it's not too late to start. Yeah. I'm just thinking of a couple of friends of ours that have kind of started having this Friendsgiving every Thanksgiving. And it's a whole day event for sure. And I don't remember all the specifics of what they do, but um, I know they start out with this massive waffle bar and then they go run a 5K and there's some of <laughs> the... one of the, those guys. Yeah. And then there's some of the traditional turkey and sides and whatever stuff that they get into later. But yeah, that's definitely like a tradition that they've developed. And we're still trying to figure out our I don't know if we really have any specifically now. You know, we alternate years between our families. You know, sometimes we're flying out east, sometimes we're staying here. And honestly, like I never grew up with any super strong traditions either, I guess. Well, I can think of one. It only happens about once every 100 years. Once a millennia, maybe. Your birthday falls on Thanksgiving. (gasps) Which is terrible. And that's this year. It just so happens to be this year. It does. Happy birthday, kid. How old are you now? Yeah, well, in a week, I'll be at that point where I'm closer to 40 than 30. So that side. Yeah. So many things to look forward to. Like a fine wine, my friend. 
like a fine wine. Oh, one can only have. Okay, so what about what about food? Do you have any do you have any must-haves that kind of fall in line with Thanksgiving for you? Yeah, so since we never really had any like unique traditions. I think we did have some consistency with meals, but for me, turkey's fine, but turkey becomes good when there's cranberry sauce involved. I know that's a kind of partisan thing, I guess. Not everybody's on board with the cranberry sauce. There's there there are factions in that fight, but I don't know, for me, I just have to have with Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean the cylindrical, canned, vaguely cranberry-esque purple no. tube of slime. Honestly, I don't <laughs> totally love that if that's all we got. But we've made some some really awesome cranberry, both sauces. And then Molly grew up with something called cranberry relish. That's, you know, not a bad substitute. I just don't like gravy that much. So putting that on uh, turkey or mashed potatoes, I'm just not crazy about. Okay. You know, like if you're making cranberry sauce at home, just the slow simmering, lots of sugar sauce, that's like perfect for me. That's fantastic. I love that. But the cranberry relish that Molly grew up with, I really don't mind. It's interesting. It's cold and I don't know the, the exact recipe, but it's, it's pretty much just fresh cranberries and I think you might throw like whole oranges Hmm. into a blender with probably more sugar than you should be eating. And it's super, super good. Do you think you could nail down a recipe for that? I'd love to put it in the show notes. Yeah, we can definitely, we can definitely find one. Uh, Molly, Molly has one or two. It's interesting. It's something I never tried. It's got that cranberry tang, but it's bright. I think it goes well with, with the Thanksgiving. It uh, alleviates some of the heaviness, I think, of a lot of other stuff you have. Well, we're 100% on board with the cranberry thing. And like you, I also grew up with the, the gelatin-esque form of cranberry. I honestly thought that's what it was. And then I met my wife. Thank God. She introduced me to basically cranberries in a crock pot with some slices of oranges and a bunch of sugar. And then it just like cooks all day. There might be a couple other things in there. Maybe some cinnamon, I feel like. Yeah. And by the time it's time to eat at, again, two o'clock, it's so good. Like I mean, I'd never eaten whole cranberries before that weren't dried into craisins, you know? Yeah, that's one of my favorite cranberry sauces for sure. That that style. For sure. Yeah. Eat it by the spoonful. Whereas before, I kind of feel like I avoided the cranberries. So thanks, Pinterest, for teaching my wife that one. <laughs> Sweet potato, casserole, pretty delicious. Oh, yeah. That's, that's we'll, definitely a, a must-have for us. Yeah, we'll make it with pecans. And if my wife hears this, she's going to correct me. And that's totally fine. She does all the time. Right. Rightly so. I feel like she puts maple syrup in it to sweeten it up a little bit. And it's so good. So good. All right. So the way the way that I think it, I think it actually came from my dad's mom. So the way that my grandma would always make it, I want to say there's like a base layer of oats and brown sugar mm. or on top. Like so like sweet potatoes diced up oats and brown sugar and then marshmallows on top of that. You don't even need breakfast. Get your oatmeal right there. It is pretty fantastic. Little sweet, but that's OK. That's what Thanksgiving's for. I agree. I agree. Okay. What I'll do is I think this is really, really entertaining to me. I don't know if it is to our listeners, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to curate a little bit of a list here of these sides with some yeah. recipes that we often use and put it on our show notes. Someone's going to get Love something it. from that. Yeah. What, what else? Like any, any other sides that stand out other than, you know, may, maybe some roads rolls or something. Gosh, those are definitely the go-tos. I think we can find them. Sister Schubert's rolls, actually. They come in like the little the little pie tin. Yeah, you can you can kill one of those pretty easy. There's there's always gonna be the the typical green bean casserole. Sure. 
And Don't there's worry, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, that can be good. I think there's better ways to do green beans, but that's fine. Those are the staples for sure. Okay, green bean casserole with or without cream of mushroom soup. See, typically I'm very much against cream of mushroom soup, but at that time during Thanksgiving, if there are whatever, like the little onions, like fried onion straws, whatever. On the Frenchies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can get that crunchiness to counteract some of that creaminess, that's okay. I'll eat it. Still probably not my favorite way to do green beans. Yeah, but yeah. But I'll, I'll eat it. Well, I love the, the crisp of a fresh green bean by itself. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Like canned green beans? What was up with that generation? Okay, what about pie? So I think there's always going to be pumpkin pie, whether anybody actually likes it or not. I don't know. What have we made lately? Does everybody want pumpkin pie? I've never been a big fan of it. I don't know. I think everybody always ends up having some, but it's not been my favorite. One thing that we've been going to often is like an apple cranberry and Mm. that I can get behind. I I like fruit pies. Gosh, what did we make? It might've been last year. Elijah and I made a pie and I can't remember exactly what it was. I don't know if it was a chess pie. Whatever it was, it was was pretty fantastic. It was good. But I think my favorite pie for Thanksgiving is going to sound so weird. My grandmother, my, my mom's mom was just an absolute fantastic baker and cook as well. She made some just incredible pies. But my favorite was always her lemon meringue pie. And so she knew that and she would specifically make one for me every Thanksgiving at other times of the year as well. But I don't know, I've just come to like associate Thanksgiving and lemon meringue pie. I know that's like super strange, not traditional at all, but that's that's kind of like one of my favorites, especially with like a huge stack of meringue on the top. Mm. Can't go wrong with that. 100%. So what type of pies do you guys do? Yeah, like you, Chris, I've never really been one to gravitate toward the pumpkin pie. I don't think it's bad. I mean, if somebody gave me a slice of pumpkin pie, I'm... I'm not going to hurt their feelings, you know, I I can enjoy it. But man, if we're ranking pies, it is nowhere near the top, not even close. I think the texture is a little strange, but again, I can get past that. I think the flavors are decent. They're fine. They're not the best. They're not the best. When I married into Ashley's family, I was introduced to a thing called pumpkin chiffon. It's like basically a pumpkin pie but I think the filling is has been kind of emulsified in with like a whipped cream. And so it just kind of lightens up the filling. And it's it's not bad. It's a little bit airy. It's really not too bad. But again, probably not the one that I would jump to. And if we're in the habit of ranking pies, I, I got to say chocolate pie is my all-time favorite. Really? Interesting. It is so good. It's good yeah. too. No. It's <laughs> a little bit like your meringue, I think. Your, your lemon meringue because it's got, yeah. it's, it's either got meringue on top or it's got, uh, you know, like a whipped cream topping to it. But Ashley makes it with a meringue. And man, the way that meringue toasts in the oven and the way the the chocolate, which is kind of like, well, it's kind of funny, the the recipe that she uses for this, this chocolate sauce is so similar to like a really rich hot chocolate. And then I think you just keep cooking it and it keeps thickening up and then turns into a pie filling. Yeah. So that's my favorite. How long have you guys kind of had that as a Thanksgiving pie? So this is a tradition that I inherited when I married Ashley. So it's been a handful of years. I don't even think I'd had chocolate pie before that. I've had like a French silk pie, you know, Mm -hmm. at Village Inn or whatever. Yeah. Well, 
I think one of the reasons to ask is that, you know, traditions are funny. It's something that can be like, we just do this because we always have and it kind of sucks. Nobody likes it, but we do it anyway. Or it can be something like the lemon meringue pie for me, where I just uh, always remember my grandparents and there's just like some really awesome, warm feelings. I, I do genuinely love lemon meringue pie, but I also have some really great associations with that. So maybe, maybe it's the type of thing where we are a little more uh, judicious with our traditions. And and maybe it's one of those things like the kitchen knives where you kind of ask, does this do something for me or not? And pare it down to the ones that actually mean something to you. And maybe that opens up space to create new traditions that can impart that meaning to your kids. So Chris, if I understand you correctly, you are giving us permission to not have pumpkin pie if we don't absolutely <laughs> love it. <laughs> sure. Why not? Somebody's question the pumpkin pie. Question, question the turkey, Phil. me. And I really hope it's not question it all. I deeply care about. Yeah, heck yeah. Question the pumpkin pie. Find a different bird. Turkey, maybe there's a reason that we don't eat turkey all the time. It's like a hard bird to cook. It doesn't have the potential to be as delicious as chicken does, in my opinion. Okay. It doesn't have the potential to be as flavorful or as moist as chicken. I agree with you to a degree. And this is going to lead me to throw out all tradition yet again. Best way to do turkey in the crock pot. I don't care. Really? You can baste okay. it. You can deep fry it. You can do whatever you want. But you put that thing in the crock pot, you might need a large crock pot or just a small bird. But I, I promise you it's going to be the best turkey you've ever had in your life. Just saying. I'm just saying. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's not saying much, Phil. I've got a low bar for turkey. We've been doing some interesting things with turkey lately, actually, now that I think about it. The past while, we've done dual turkeys when we're with my parents. And my dad will deep fry one and my brother-in-law will smoke one. And they're good. They're both genuinely good. But I don't know, like a, like a roast chicken, that's hard to beat. I do agree with you. I do agree with you. What if we just start having salmon on Thanksgiving? Shoot, I guess you could. Pork tenderloin. Uh, no, that, that kind of feels a little more Christmassy to me. What about spaghetti? Okay. Thanksgiving. Sure. New tradition right now. If that speaks to you, go for it. I actually did see a really interesting recipe from Samin. I am... I am blanking on her last name, but she's got a cookbook that came out that was like pretty big a few years ago and a Netflix special that went along with it, both of which go by the name Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. And oh, yeah. she had a, actually, I think she might have prepared that recipe or a variation of it in in the show. But um, she has a recipe that it's actually a chicken recipe that she adapted to turkeys. So it's a, a buttermilk brined chicken is what she originally made, but she's adapted it to to the turkey. That sounds great. I love it. She's she's great. She's one of my favorites. So it sounds like Chris, you can do whatever you want as long as you're with those you love and Just grab some KFC and make some memories. Do it. Why not? You know, life is short. That actually might be the opposite of what this whole mission is with Dad's Kitchen, but I don't know. Maybe not. Oh, well, that yeah. makes some memories part. Well, I can't wait to dive in. And I also, I can't wait for the next episode that actually launches on Thanksgiving Day because it's your birthday. And we have <laughs> a few things to talk about with leftovers. Yeah, looking forward to that for sure. Uh, that will be a day where I'm sure all of us have plenty of leftovers to deal with. So... That's right. Awesome, Phil. Well, it has been fun and uh, happy Thanksgiving week. I don't know if you celebrate the whole week like you do with birthdays, apparently, but uh, happy Thanksgiving week. And to you. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> and to you. See you, Chris. Bye.